I have discovered there are four common postpartum patterns in the pelvis after birth, and one of them is harder to find than the others, which is why I call it the hidden pattern. Do you know which one it is? In today's episode, I reveal which one it is and how you can look for it in your clients. Hello, friends. This is Lynn Schulte, and you are listening to the Birth Healing Summit podcast. We are here for meaningful conversations that will transform the way you work with pregnant and postpartum clients. Whether it is a new perspective, tool, or technique, you'll be able to implement it into your practice today. I invite you to sit back, listen with an open mind, and grab the golden nugget today's guest has to offer. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode, everyone. I am going to be talking today about the sacral flexion pattern. And this is, I'm calling this the hidden pattern in the body because it's not that obvious to to look for. Um, There are some significant signs and symptoms that your clients may complain about that will make you want to think about this pattern. Um, And there's also very specific um, objective findings that you will find in the body that will let you know that yes, they are in that sacral flexion pattern. And remember, for a baby to come on out of the body, the sacrum has to go into flexion. And what that means is that the base of the sacrum, so the top part that joins in with the lumbar spine, that's the sacral base, the wider part of the sacrum needs to um come forward and the tailbone lifts backwards. So that's what we call sacral flexion. The extension is the opposite, but sacral flexion is what needs to happen to open up the pelvic outlet. So the sacrum has to move backwards. That tailbone has to get out of the way for baby's head to pass through. And in birth, you can really see the prominence of the sacrum as that baby is coming through uh, the pelvis. There's uh, that sacrum really pushes backwards a bit, but that tailbone really has to lift backwards. And the more curved someone's tailbone and sacrum is, remember, every sacrum is different. There is not a standard uh, shape of the sacrum. Their sacrums can be more straight. They can be more curved and the tailbones can really be curved. And in my pregnancy course, I really talk about the impact of those different shapes of the sacrums and what that means for labor. And we can have skinny sacrums. We can have fat wide sacrums, um, skinny meaning more lean and um, like taller um, and more narrow. Um, so sacrums can be all different kinds of shapes in there. And when we have a very curved sacrum, then that means the more this tailbone has to live backwards in order to increase that outlet distance for a baby to come on out. And that as practitioners, we should be assessing that um, with our clients to get a sense of, you know, how far is that tailbone from the pubic bone? The the closer it is, the more it has to lift backwards to get out of the way for the baby to come on out. And so if it's really curved in there, I really warn my patients that please do whatever you can to not birth on your back. Um, you know, if you have to get an epidural, make sure they they tilt you over and roll you to a side so that that sacrum is not against the bed and has ability to move because with this shape, if it's really curved, 
that sacrum is that tailbone is going to get in the way and it's just going to make it harder for the baby to come on out. Now, I never tell anyone that, oh, your sacrum's in a position where your baby will never come out unless I find tailbone that's poking, you know, at a 90 degree angle from the sacrum, that's a roadblock. And if it doesn't have any mobility and we're not able to make changes in there, then that is probably the only time. And I've never assessed that prior to a birth. I've only seen that after someone labored for 42 hours and then ended up in a C-section. So, okay, so back to the sacral flexion pattern. One of the biggest complaints that your clients are going to come in and tell you is that it is, I cannot lay on a hard surface on my back. When their sacrum is in flexion, that just puts a lot of pressure on their sacrum if they're in flexion and it's uncomfortable for them to lay on a hard surface. So if if you hear that from any of your clients, you have to think sacral flexion. Okay, so that's one of the biggest, biggest symptom that someone will come in and say that will help you to think about a sacral flexion. But in your objective findings, and this is why I call it the hidden pattern, because I have been fooled so many times. Um, I feel like there is good mobility of the sacrum. And um, I have really started implementing the sacral scoop that I teach in my online advanced postpartum skills. Um, that to me really helps to um, release the, the sacral flexion pattern. Um, but it's it's more of an advanced skill. So that's why I put it in that course. But in the, my sacral flexion um, in the treating the postpartum pelvis course, my new online course that will open up the end of September and we're putting the first cohort through starting October 2nd, I teach you how to treat the sacral flexion pattern. It's also in my free course online, but we need to mobilize that lower third of the sacrum and bring it towards the pubic bone. And um, what I when I miss this, externally and I feel like the sacrum's in a good position there and I go to do my intravaginal work, I will find bilateral coccygeus tension. And that to me is a huge sign that the sacrum is in flexion because it's putting tension on those coccygeus muscles. And so if there's only tension on one side of the coccyx, on the coccygeus, then I'm thinking more of the common birth pattern, but in a sacral flexion pattern, it's bilateral. And so that's a sign. If I'm doing intravaginal work and I find that, I stop doing the intravaginal work and go external and correct the sacrum and then come back in. And then there's so much less to do for the um, the muscles. The muscles can then relax because the bones are in a much better position. Okay. And so I'm so excited. Um, I was last weekend, I was at the OTs and Pelvic Health Summit and it was so much fun. Um, actually, this is going to be a couple of weeks ago when this this podcast airs, but um, I had such a great time in Arizona with a bunch of OTs, and I was sharing all about the um, open birthing pattern, and I have been getting messages from several of the OTs saying, I found the open birthing pattern in three out of the five clients that I worked with today, and I was like, yes, so people are starting to look for it. And when you know how to correct it and bring the bones back into their original position, then um, the moms feel so much better in their body. That's why I went ahead and put together the Treating the Postpartum Pelvis online course. It is um, the 
patterns, the typical patterns I find in the pelvis after birth and the signs to look for them, the symptoms, the objective findings that you're going to find in their body that indicate these patterns and then the treatment for them. And I've been getting a lot of emails from students who have already taken my holistic treatment of the postpartum body course. And they're asking me, should I take this course? And my question to them is, if, you are, if you've already taken the postpartum course, should you take this treating the postpartum pelvis course? The question I ask you is, if you understand how to treat the common postpartum pattern with the sacrum off to the right, um, the sacral flexion pattern, the ischium ilium rebalancing, or how to close up those and a posterior sacrum, then you don't need to take the treating the postpartum pelvis. If you know how to, um, if you know how to treat and know the signs and symptoms, you know the objective findings of those, and you know how to treat them, then know this: you do not need to take this course. This course is very similar content, but laid out completely different, and I feel way more um, accessible to really understanding these patterns. And um, in the postpartum pelvis course, I kind of teach you a whole bunch of different techniques, but it's not laid out like this is the technique for this tech, um, this pattern. Um, I talk about that, but I don't, it's all kind of put together. And in this treating the postpartum pelvis course, I really divide them out in, okay, here's this pattern. We're going to talk about the signs and symptoms, objective findings, the treatment of this pattern. Here's the sacral flexion pattern. Here's how you treat it and, and everything. So um, it's just organized in a much better, I think, more um, succinct way for you to really fully understand it. And if you all know how much I love repetition, the more you repeat things, the more you learn. So please consider taking the treating the postpartum pelvis course, because I think it'll just deepen your understanding of these patterns and what to look for and how to treat it. Okay. So, um, I really am uh, excited to put this out. We've had over 250 people join the wait list. Um, so I am super excited about that interest in this course. And this course is different from my holistic treatment. There's, there's, um, it's more, um, more succinct, more objective findings, more treatment, a um, little bit of research in there and um, everything. So I'm I'm super excited about this treating the postpartum pelvis and getting it out into your hands so you can be really, really effective in helping to treat really any client. It doesn't have to be a postpartum client. These techniques will work, help you with your back pain patients on men too. Okay. You don't have to keep these techniques just to women. This will work with anybody with a pelvis. And so this course treating the postpartum pelvis is really about bringing the pelvis into pelvic health. And so if you do intravaginal work, and even if you don't work with postpartum clients doing this course, can really help you with your intravaginal work because I truly believe you need to be assessing and treating the pelvic bones prior to doing intravaginal work. And these techniques will give you the skills to be able to do that. So it is my dream, my goal, my wish that 
every pelvic health therapist would have this information in their hands so they can be more effective in getting the releases and the the tissues, the muscles to soften in um, getting things to to relax and getting the muscles to be able to function better. Last night I was teaching one of my how to lose the pooches for good classes. And I had a mom that that came in and, you know, has worked with a pelvic health therapist for six, eight sessions and really didn't see any uh, uh, results. And as I was explaining to them about how I work with the muscles Um, You know, she was just like, they just kind of put pressure on the muscle and they just kind of kept holding it there. And she's like, it was painful the whole time. And they just kind of kept the pressure there. And I'm, I'm like, yes, we need to get to the reason that the muscles are tight in the first place. And in my other podcast, I talked about the pelvis and the pelvic floor muscles and how the pelvic floor muscles can help us to um, show us what's really going on with the pelvic bones. So please pay it, uh, listen to that episode so you can understand the relationship between the pelvic floor muscles and the pelvic bones, because they really do help us when you know how to look at them. Um, they help us to understand what's happening in the pelvic bones. So super important. Um, I think that is all I wanted to share with you today. So thank you all for listening in and supporting this podcast. Let's continue our hashtag birth healing movement and hashtag no broken moms. When the pelvis is stuck in an open birthing pattern, moms feel broken. They do not feel like themselves again and bringing the bones back together into their original position helps moms to feel more stable, more strong in their core and helps them to be able to function better as a mom. So let's all learn how to get the bones back to their original position and treating the postpartum pelvis online course is a great place to start. It's only a three hour course. Did I tell you that there's only three hours of content, super short and super succinct. If you all know me, uh, there's not a lot of fluff in my courses. It's all to the point, very logical and um, very succinct in what I share with you. So I can't wait to share it all with you. Thank you for listening in. We will see you all on the next episode. Here is to smoother births and faster recoveries. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Today's podcast was brought to you by the Institute for Birth Healing. To discover more, visit instituteforbirthhealing.com. To claim $50 off of any online course, use coupon code PODCAST50 at checkout. Till next time, I'm Lynn Schulte, founder of the Institute for Birth Healing.